0: so today uh, we have back uh steve kirsch who's taking the lead on the early treatments uh for covid and uh also challenging people and uh asking them to debate for any of the findings that he and his team have found um and steve you have uh, first of all welcome back uh and glad to have you here and you're, you know you're welcome anytime uh let's talk about the fact that you have you have challenged uh some people and you put some money on the table and there's no takers so tell, tell us how you're doing this.
1: Well, I'm I'm trying Ch- to use the challenges as a way to um, expose the truth. And so I'm, I'm in a position where I have a lot of money. And so I'm trying to use that as a way to say, hey, look, if I offer a million dollars to anybody who can dispute what I wrote and nobody comes to the table, then maybe what I'm saying is true. Hmm. And if I offered 10 million, and nobody came to the table, then people may say, "Hmm, I wonder why nobody challenges him. You know, so I offered a million dollars to anybody who could show that the NIH uh, position on ivermectin and fluvoxamine uh, uh, minimized the number of deaths, because I don't believe that they're uh, making decisions based on a cost-benefit analysis that minimizes the number of deaths. I think they're making decisions that maximizes the profits of Pfizer and Moderna. And I bet bet anybody in the world a million dollars that show me how it minimizes, show me mathematically how it minimizes. And I'll give you a million dollars because I can't figure it out. And 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 give
0: give the audience your background because it is important. It's not like you went to an unnamed uh, college.
1: Yeah, no, I, I've got a couple of degrees uh, from MIT in um, uh, electrical engineering, and computer science. So I'm an engineer at heart. I, I like numbers. I did really well in math as a kid. Right. And this stuff in medicine makes no, absolutely no sense that anybody, like an, as an engineer, you're taught how to um, do minimize and, and maximize uh, equations right? You solve solve for the value that minimizes the loss of life. So it's very easy for a decision uh, like fluvoxamine. If you decide to, to recommend fluvoxamine, what's the loss of life that you can expect if the drug works versus it doesn't work? And so you look at what are the consequences of decision A recommending fluvoxamine or decision B not recommending fluvoxamine? And you can look at the number of people killed in each scenario, and you can then do a cost-benefit analysis to say, well, if I recommend fluvoxamine and it works, Mm -hmm. I've saved hundreds of thousands of lives. If I recommend recommend fluvoxamine and it doesn't work, Mm -hmm. then no lives are lost. So it's not a hard decision. You don't need to be a rocket scientist. And so I said, look, maybe I'm missing something. So I offered a million dollars to anybody who could show me what I'm missing. And I thought that that would at least get any of these advocates of the NIH to come in and, and say, yeah, here's what you missed. Um, because the NIH sure didn't post any kind of risk-benefit analysis on their site for saying that fluvoxamine shouldn't be used. You know, the same thing it would be true for ivermectin, which has multiple peer-reviewed systematic reviews and meta-analysis, which is the highest level of evidence-based medicine. Uh, that uh risk benefit analysis wasn't posted either so um it's very clear that these agencies are uh maximizing what they're doing is they're maximizing the profits of of the pharmaceutical companies and there's no you know like if i if, if i offered a million dollars for that but'd be everybody would take it <laughs> right, right. right you know and so the same thing is true for deaths i i have a million dollar bet out for anybody who thinks there are less than a thousand deaths, and and if you do, great. Let's let's have a bet. If you think that CDC is telling you the truth and there's zero deaths from Moderna and Pfizer, let's let's take my money. And so the point is that nobody in the world has come to me and said, "Okay, you're on. I can prove it."
0: So let's talk about the, the 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 fact that there is no debate. There's no discourse. They have presentations before the FDA, but we all know that that when they're going to vote to authorize or approve anything. Oh, sure. Because if, they're, like if they don't
1: big. vote for it, they'll kick, they're kicked off the committee. That's and right. The committee members even acknowledge that they say, "Look, you know, my hands are tied. I I with that, but I, my hands are tied. If I vote no, they're going to kick me off. And it's 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 like being kicked off of Twitter. It's the same. Well, thing. I just got kicked smart. off of Twitter yesterday.
0: Yeah, that just happened to you yesterday, and yeah, and I have you know, seventy
1: five thousand followers. I've been on Twitter for twelve years, and I did one tweet. The one tweet was to to retweet Jessica Rose's article on her Substack that said that prion diseases are real, and there have been reports in VARES. and the reports worldwide are are much more uh, troubling. In fact, um, they there. Um, uh, it's like there are 28 reports worldwide, which did suggests you? that 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 in the U.S. they're being underreported because normally the worldwide reports are equal to the U.S. reports, so it's like double in, in various. And so uh, all I did was I said, hey, um, people should take a look at this uh, recent article, Substack article by Jessica Rose on prion diseases. These things can kill you. Twitter said this is a... Um, This is uh, uh, not correct. And then they uh, blasted my account. I have zero followers now. You can't log in. I can't do anything. All my messages were uh, removed. Uh, All my DMs were removed. All my contacts were removed. All my followers were removed. Everything I've posted
2: in the last 12 years is gone.
0: So doesn't that mean you're doing something right?
2: Yeah, I guess so. Steve, by the way uh, getter the the Twitter killer can import all those contacts for you and you can get them back it happened for me so just to throw that out there really yeah even when your account is suspended I, I don't know about that but mine was and I got 90 something followers over so 90 something thousand so just just a point of order I'll well, uh, I'll have to check that out mm-hmm.
0: yeah why don't you guys do that offline so they don't t- so we don't tell them how you did it Dad. Oh sure. no, no, it's well known. Well, no.
1: You go on the getter site, they they yeah. give you instructions for how to import your Twitter contacts. Okay. But I'm pretty sure that that only works if your account is still alive. Yeah. Mine is dead. My Twitter followers are gone. There's nothing to import. I cannot even export my own data.
2: Did they say it was permanent? Or oh it's there's yeah. no appeal.
1: There's no appeal process to this.
2: Yeah, we've lost all you're, our
1: you're you it's it's it, it's like uh you know it's they're judge, jury, and executioner all in one.
2: Right. Or, or, or sorry,
1: accuser, accuser, judge, jury and executioner all in one. And you are not allowed to even say a word. That's, this is how Twitter operates. Um, you know, people people should should basically leave that platform in droves. I mean, this is you know, they did the same thing to Alex Berenson
2: for telling the truth. Mm hmm. As far as the uh, the the therapeutics that are being suppressed, I, I know you're not an attorney, but you I, know I, I realize that Pfizer has full immunity on the vaccines. But what if they're committing behavior that's causing the deaths by preventing, you know, people access to these therapeutics? There has to be some kind of legal remedy, I would think, there. In that case,
1: no, they're not preventing people access to the, the therapeutics. They're just controlling the what the NIH does, and that's not illegal. And the mm-hmm. NIH saying, yeah voxamine yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. look, the science doesn't matter yeah. for 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 the NIH. The, well, let's, let's be clear. Anybody who thinks science matters, um uh, it, uh it, that the Nih um looks at the science, oh, there's no way. You know, fluid, they they the all the scientists promised me. That Steve, when fluvoxamine is proven in a phase three trial, every uh, every doctor in America, you know, most doctors in America will all start using fluvoxamine. Well, so fine, uh, proven in phase three trials. But you know, the problem is that the drug only works if you take it. And so there's a guy, a Gordon a Cormack at a, 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 a University of Waterloo, who says, "Oh." It's not that effective. You know, I, I said, you know, it it's 12 times reduction in hospitalization. He says, no, that's not true. If people didn't take it, you don't get a 12 times reduction. And you should point that out. Because in the trial, not everybody took the drug as, 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 as recommended. And so he said, no, they, they, they signed up for the trial, but not everyone who signed up for the trial took the drug wow <laughs> you know and so he's saying oh you can't you know so it's like there's an excuse everybody has an excuse for ignoring what's in plain sight that this drug works way better like if you take the vaccine you reduce your chance of of dying from covid by a factor of 2 according to Pfizer's own clinical trial
0: right right
1: hmm. so and what uh, what so time- this is 12 times this is this is a factor of 12, so it's six times better than being vaccinated.
0: So let's take a look at the 40,000-foot picture here. At what point in time does this move into a, a sense of corruption because of acts of omission by the NIH, NIAID, FDA, and the CDC, of not offering alternatives other than getting the vaccine?
1: Well, look, they're they're clearly corrupt organizations. You know, the CDC is corrupt. I I, I try to get the underreporting factor out of John Sue because John Sue, when he represents the VAERS data, which is the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, which is the official reporting system for adverse effects after vaccination, and he reports them as if the uh, VAERS is fully reported, he knows damn well VAERS isn't fully reported.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so does and he else
1: focuses on it he says he says nothing i'm getting emotional about it but he says nothing it's 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 tragic it's immoral it's unethical and and it is corrupt
0: my fear is that um, the fda was looked at as the gold standard for not just the united states but for the world and if the level of corruption that i sense that is at the fda today we're not we're not we're impacting the globe humanity and, and, this, and this falls smack on.
1: Yeah. No, everybody looks at the yeah. FDA um, for, uh, uh, for guidance here. And there's no question. Look, the Alzheimer's drug. The, uh, the Alzheimer's drug was stopped in the trials. They had to stop the trials because people died or, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. they, they stopped the trials prematurely. This is known as complete failure. And they got FDA approval on their drug fluvoxamine by contrast had a hundred percent effect size in two trials the chance of this happening by chance is like 10 to the minus 14 and the FDA said well we don't think there's enough evidence for an EUA mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, we're, we're doing an interview. We're doing
1: <laughs> there's that, there, there's there, That's called, there, there's corruption there. There's, there's no way that there's not enough evidence for an EUA. And then a year later, when we finally have the phase three trial, well, I'm sure they'll say that there's not enough evidence for an EUA then, even though there are more people in that trial than in the, the Pfizer, you know, it has to do with the, uh, who, who it is, not, not whether the drug works it's not about science anymore
0: so you systems think it's, it's more all
1: very a, corrupt you, and you, and congress is doing nothing to stop it
0: so you think it's more of a it's the club it's it's the mercs it's the pfizers it's and and you know yeah, the they other, control
1: the politicians so that nobody asks any questions and they control the drug company sorry they control the uh the three-letter agencies so so nobody so congress isn't asking any questions and the three-letter agencies are doing whatever the drug companies i mean this is like total control by the drug companies. I mean, it's amazing. Control of the politicians and control of of the three-letter agencies. This is why fluvoxamine appears in all these stories in the press about how it's effective against COVID, and no doctor will use it. And it's not going to be on any practice guidelines in the United States. And the reason is not because of the science, it's because the NIH isn't recommending it. And so it has nothing to do with science. So the, the whole thing about science and, and, and the medical community, like, and nobody wants to debate me on this, right? I mean, we offered them, I offered a million dollars to anybody on the, any voting member of the CDC or the FDA outside committee, a million dollars. Now I'm not trying to bribe people. I'm just saying million dollars to your institution or to your research. Okay. I'll make a million dollar grant, whatever. Who can't use an unrestricted million dollar grant? And nobody responded. These guys basically don't want to be held accountable by someone who's going to ask questions. Do you
0: have you have you, um, do you know the questions that you would ask these guys? Oh, sure. Okay. (laughs) And based upon your research, your deep dive research on the numbers, which is probably above 90% of people's heads. Um you, you you you've looked at this from the risk benefit as well as the numbers of, of the people that have been harmed and not been harmed in the different phases. So you're no oh, there's yeah, there's a statistical deep dive.
1: Oh yeah. Look, there's there's no question that these vaccines are the deadliest vaccines in human history. They're eight oh more over eight hundred times more deadly than the smallpox vaccine. And The the smallpox vaccine was too dangerous to use.
0: Okay, but see, for the audience, okay, I've looked at your deep dive and your comparison to the other decades. Explain the other years. Explain how you came to that conclusion, because I agree with you, but explain the research that you did on that, because I found it to be fascinating.
1: Well, look, I I looked at it eight different ways, Um, and and it wasn't just me who looked at this. You know, this the cost-benefit is is validated in peer-reviewed papers published in medical journals. Um, So it's not just me who's coming to this conclusion. But when I did it, I did it, um, I age-stratified it based on the VARES data and found that no matter how old you were, we're killing more people than we're saving. And in fact, there's one anecdote that I heard about where a, a nursing home had 240 patients before they gave out the vaccine, and they had 40 people who survived it. Wow, and that's pretty stunning. That is, and I wish I had the. Um, um, I'm I'm going to see if I can track down the reference to that because that's really really stunning. But you know, people who talk about this, they're fired. Mm-hmm. Deborah Conrad, who spoke out to Dell Bigtree about what was going on in the hospital and how they weren't making reports to VARES and how people were, that, that, that in the ICU, she reported 100% of the people in the ICU were vaccinated mm-hmm. in an area of the country where it's a 50% vaccination rate. 100% of the people in the ICU were vaccinated. And these weren't old people. That's the, that's the other thing. You know, people say, oh, no, that's because 100% of the, the old people were vaccinated. No, it's people in the ICU were all ages. And so what happened is she got fired within, within hours after she spoke out publicly. She was called in and they said, uh, we're letting you go immediately. I mean, she was on shift at the time and her patients were left with no support. It was more important that they terminate her for speaking out than to care for her patients. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of medical uh, care you're getting today in hospitals. It's more about covering the um, the uh, behinds of, of the, the hospital. It's not about quality medical care, it's about following orders. Do you like think they're told to give remdesivir, right? That, that's killing people. That's really harming people because remdesivir doesn't work at late stage. There's no mechanism of action for allowing it for, for remdesivir to work at, at late stage. And it doesn't. It but down it's killing down people. Your kidneys. Yeah, it's like- killing people. There's no doubt about that and that's the hospital protocol. And there, and you're not allowed to question that any physician who doesn't do the protocol will have their hospital privileges taken away in every hospital in America today. I don't know if there's any exception to that. Hmm. I, I don't know of a single exception. If there is an exception, I would love to know the name of that hospital because I, you know, if I ever become sick, I would love to go to that hospital and, and, uh, and be cared for by that hospital. But as far as I know, in America today, there is not a single hospital that will allow you to get ivermectin without a court order.
0: And even then it's limited. There was that one case and I forget what state it was. A husband was in the hospital. The wife took them them to court they agreed to give the, the man ivermectin for two weeks and she yeah. didn't have the money to go back in and, and to, to, to get it extended. I mean, it's it's lunacy what's going on. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. it's turned out to be hospitals are dangerous locations.
1: The hospitals are very dangerous locations. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to live, you want
2: to stay out of the hospital. You want to avoid these hospitals at all costs.
0: Mm. Todd, you were going to say something.
2: Uh, slipped my mind. But tell me, tell us about Newsom. Are you? Did you hear back from him at all after your bet? Uh, no. I, you know, I offered Newsom. So, so first of all,
1: I, I know from two of his doctors that he's vaccine injured. He has uh, Guillain-Barré syndrome. Now, Guillain-Barré goes one of two ways. It either gets better, and sometimes it takes ten years to get better, or it goes downhill and you die. Mm-hmm. So you have, you, you know, there's a fork in the road there.
0: You had earlier heard because we put it on. I think during the first interview that you thought he had. Um, Bell's palsy. Is is that right? Okay.
1: You No, know, it, it was either Bell's because people said, Oh, his face is paralyzed. Half his face is paralyzed. So that suggested it, it's Bell's. And, uh, and also he was, he, he was projected to get better within two weeks. So that suggests Bell's as well, that it was half the face and he got better in, in, in two weeks. And so I, my hypothesis, because I had heard from reliable sources that it was GBS mm-hmm. and then I, um, I heard from other people about half the face and he's recovering quickly and so forth, but it appears he was damaged more than just in his face. And so um, that suggests it's GBS. And then we confirmed with uh, two of his doctors uh, that it's GBS in, in a way that didn't violate HIPAA. Of but,
0: his, but his office is still denying it. Of course. Yeah. Of course. His office is still denying yeah, it.
1: But, but they don't they can't explain how he's absent from the, the the most pivotal climate conference
0: well now he's ever. in Mexico on vacation I th- I think I read that that he's on for over Thanksgiving
1: oh he's in Mexico on vacation
0: I, that's well th- I think I, I read that just the other day that,
1: that's nice mm-hmm. that that's nice he he deserves some time off you know spending time with his kids being in Mexico on vacation out of sight of the media I mean <laughs> they there's a reason like this guy loves the spotlight and and yet we you know when he's he's basically dropped from sight and uh, so I offered him a million dollars if he would give me a piece of paper uh, that just outlines the doctors that he talked about after within th- uh I think it was two or three weeks after treatment and um, just uh, the list of doctors that he spoke to about vaccine injury. Um, And if he's telling the truth, then he hands me a blank piece of paper. He doesn't reveal anything confidential. He he doesn't even have to tell me who his doctors are. It's a blank piece of paper. And I hand him a million dollars. He wouldn't do that. So So the point
0: point of, of challenging him to do that is 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 what because he's he's because there's
1: him. no legal way that you can get him to produce the documents that you want to see there's no legal way to compel him like he, if he's lying there's no legal way to prove that he's lying i can't bring a uh a, a court case as a uh uh there's an attorney general it's a private attorney general clause in the um uh, in in California law, that allows people to, if the 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 uh, the attorney general isn't bringing a suit, that you can bring a a suit uh, if you're harmed, but you have to be harmed. So you have to have monetary damages.
0: Okay, well, so explain I, to the audience why you're focusing on Newsom. That, that they need to understand that.
1: Well, look, um, and and I think uh, Biden was also vaccine injured. But tell us
0: why you're focusing on Newsom.
1: Yeah, well, Newsom, I know, was vaccine injured. So he developed GBS right after he got the vaccination. That's why he dropped from site. And we have confirmation of that from lots of places. There's... There's like no other story that fits the facts. Plus we we have confirmation from two of his doctors.
0: Yeah, but so why he, are you focusing on challenging him to reveal his medical because, because he is because mandating he's, mandated- he's
1: a hypocrite. He's mandating that your kids get the vaccine. Okay. When he knows the vaccines are can do create irreparable neurological harm to people including himself and he won't vaccinate his kids, so he's demanding that your kids get vaccinated, while his kids are not going to get vaccinated because his wife knows how harmful the vaccines are. And there's some confidential information that I know about that I don't want to expose because, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to be a, a good guy about this and not ex- expose confidential details. But there's a reason that Jennifer Newsom. Is not allowing her kids to be vaccinated, and she's absolutely right. Her kids should not be vaccinated, and and Gavin is respecting that, and so he's giving out excuses like, "Well, she's, she'll get to it," like for his twelve-year-old, that she'll get to it.
0: So, you're you're what you're challenging is that you're, you're you're really calling on the hypocrisy because the governor of California is mandated. He's calling for uh, mandatory vaccines. for. Yeah,
1: he's basically, he is basically like, I I never ceded my rights as a parent to Governor Newsom to direct the medical care of my kids, okay? And he's coming in and saying, hey, I know better than you, Steve, what's good for your kids. What's good for your kids is to get the shot. And I don't care what their medical conditions are. I don't care... Anything about them, there is. You will have no outs on this. Any any exceptions, medical exemptions, the physicians won't grant them, or will take away their licenses, and um, you're not going to be able to get a religious exemption. Those will be uh, denied. So, no way out. I mean, it's basically my way or the highway, and um, this is a new America. This is an America where. The government is dictating your medical care. They're dictating your medical care. And the corporations are dictating your medical care as well. You want to work and have a job. And like, if you're a nurse, you have a skill set, which you develop over decades. Find a hospital in America where you can work where you're unvaccinated. I mean, I think there, there may be a few that are doing emergency hires, but you know, the vaccine doesn't work, first of all. And it basically makes it, if you look at the numbers coming out of the UK, it shows that the vaccines are going to make it make you more susceptible um, Mm
2: -hmm. uh,
1: to getting the virus. And, and there's, you know, the prion, you know, we look, we've killed over 150,000 people in America. And that's looking at it eight different ways. I, I looked at eight different ways of calculating what the excess deaths are. They all came out to 150,000 to three, over 300,000 Americans that have been killed by this vaccine. This is not a vaccine that you mandate, especially when the, the number of people projected to have been saved by these vaccines is like 10,000. So we're killing 15 people to save one. Do you think this is just about money? Or is there something else? No, no. This is about people who are are ha, are not looking at the data at all. Like, Newsom has no idea how many people uh, uh, have been killed. He's not looking at any of the data. Nobody's looking at any of the data. They're basically trusting the CDC, and the CDC says nobody's been killed. The CDC is wrong, but nobody's challenging the CDC.
2: So you think it's that simple? It's just Pfizer or the drug companies want the money, and the government agencies are telling everybody what to think?
1: The government agencies are people trusting the government agencies, believing that they're not corrupt. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it, there's an old saying, you know, trust, but verify now it, 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 we operate on trust. You know, this is why the American medical association is saying everybody should be vaccinated. But right. doctors are saying, you know, if a doc, a doctors can't tell you, uh, don't get vaccinated, they're going to lose their license mm-hmm. if they do that. And I talked to a doctor, she, she, um, I said, Hey, look, if I paid you a hundred million dollars, would you go out in public and basically jeopardize your license and tell people the truth. And she said, no. Well, she wouldn't do that. Wow. Well, because of what? Um. What, what I don't understand. She likes, she likes being a physician. She
0: likes, she may be like. Even for $100
1: million so she could retire.
0: Well, but Very I, comfortably. You know, but I think that there is a, there's a larger question here. Uh, because there's an awful lot of fear for for people speaking out. We've got some sources inside the pharmaceuticals. I've been dying for them to walk out the door with a bevy of documents they've talked to me about. You know, there's doctors who, who get nuked with their medical license by the medical boards, and some of them are stacked with, you know, ph- people benefiting from the pharma money. We've got the, the, the uh, scientists and the doctors inside the Alphabet Soup agencies who swing the doors when they retire and end up working for pharmaceutical companies that they have shepherded uh, their drugs through when they've been at at the at the FDA. So this level of corruption, when people say that they know what's going on and they don't want to speak out, I don't understand what they think is going to happen to them. I don't understand why they give that power to the pharmaceutical companies because we're at a very pivotal point right now where it is becoming clear by the week that there is something wrong with this picture. And there's enough people that are involved investigating this all over the world and people on the inside who are talking to people on the outside. And at some point, there's going to be a truth and reconciliation about this insanity. So to me, it seems for those people who have the information, they need to speak out now because you know they are part of the problem if when because they know that there's something terribly wrong with this picture. People are dying and getting damaged. And we know for a fact that the neurological information was known going back to at least December, 2020, based on documents. Sure. And they have yet, and the FDA has yet to to acknowledge them. They've acknowledged the cardio with the, with the heart inflammation, but they have not acknowledged the neurological publicly. Well,
1: look, the, 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 the CDC and the FDA cannot find a safety signal to save their lives, okay? They admitted in uh, uh, one of the recent, I think it was a CDC meeting, that it was the Department of Defense that discovered the myocarditis signal. So That's a lie.
0: That's huh? a lie. They knew about that.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, but the, but I mean, look, the point is that they they, they said that the, the, the DOD found the safety signal that they didn't. It, there are there are thousands of serious safety signals that are being ignored by the CDC. And and on my Substack, I wrote an article and I've got Hello. the I've got the entire list. Hmm. Hmm. Do you, Steve? Do you
0: think that there's anybody on Capitol Hill that, that that would push to, to do any type of a congressional investigation?
1: Yeah, I mean, Ron Johnson would, but but he's not in the party in power. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. He's so. About the only, and, and unfortunately, he's about the only one. You know, maybe Senator Rand Paul.
0: But again, he's
1: not in the party of power either. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, Rand Paul knows what's going on. I mean, he's gone after Fauci. hasn't? hasn't really gone after the vaccines. See, nobody goes after the vaccines because nobody wants to be labeled anti, anti-science. So when I talk about vaccine safety, nobody wants to engage in a discussion with me. And then, you know, the, the best I've gotten is Ro Khanna actually assi- said, talk to my staffer. And the staffer says, and so I send the staffer my information showing that there's no question that this vaccine is killing massive numbers of people. And so I talked to the staffer and um, she says, and she, and, and she keeps delaying the meeting, like for weeks. Finally, she she uh, gets, gets on a Zoom call and she says, no, you can't re- record this Zoom call. And she says that, um, well, we just don't believe your numbers, and I said, "How could you not believe my numbers?" It was the the, the argument was there in, in in black and white. I mean, there's there's no way you could, could could not see that. There's, I mean, it's it's plain to see for everyone to see. And she says, "Well, I didn't read what you sent me."
0: Hmm.
1: Hmm. Okay, so it's dismissive, deflective. Yeah. So yeah, I you know I just didn't look. I I basically I didn't look. That's the excuse. And so we and and so I said, Well, how can you disagree with with the numbers? Okay, so you admit that you didn't look at the at what I sent you. And and she said, Well, we believe the CDC. And the CDC says that there are no deaths. So you're wrong. It's pretty it's, profound. It's it's known as blind trust in the CDC, and nobody wants to ask any questions. There is no
2: accountability here. I, I just don't see how they think they can get away with it, and and I wonder how this ends. They are they're they're brilliantly getting away with it.
1: You know they got you know I'm now censored on on YouTube. I'm sure Robert Malone is is not far from uh, from the acts. They will basically uh, marginalize everybody who speaks the truth, and. Um, and and so this, all of this, this interview will never be on CNN. Look, I'm never going to be on CNN. Yeah, I'm never, never going to be. New York Times is never going to call me to write a story, to even listen to my side of the story and to listen to the evidence that it's, and it's not just me. You know, I'm working with a couple of dozen very prominent scientists, um, statisticians, medical doctors who say the same thing that I'm saying that this thing is super unsafe. And we said, look, if we're lying, then why don't you debate us? we'd, We'd love to have a public debate and let's have let's get this all out in the open and I'll be my nicest, I won't interrupt people, and so be on good behavior and all this, can moderator and all this stuff. But let's have an open discussion on, on the facts here, so that America, instead of just hearing one side of the story, which is what they're hearing now, uh, will hear the other side of the story. I mean, I go on CNN and I watch, I watch this Ivermectin story on CNN. They got three talking heads. All three of them are saying, don't use ivermectin. That's not, that's not hearing both sides. That's three people who are saying the same thing. And, and then they, there's a congressman that they had on CNN where um, I think it was Chris Cuomo who was, who was berating this congressman. Why didn't you get vaccinated? And the congressman said, well, I already had COVID. And you know what? For people who've already had COVID, they can't spread the disease if you have that if you've been vaccinated you can so this guy is better off sorry i'm pounding the table here um there, there wasn't an earthquake um this guy this congressman is actually better he's better off not jeopardizing his immunity his natural immunity by getting the vaccine there's no evidence that shows that he's better off if he's already been Naturally recovered um, to get uh, 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 to then subsequently get vaccinated because the v- vaccine is 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 dangerous. It 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 makes you more likely over time more likely to be infected. And in fact, in the very beginning stages, it also depresses your immune system. And people's cancers have reemerged. People who are had their cancers way under control, you know, it's just gotten a clean bill of health. They took the vaccine and weeks later, they're, they're like, you're, you're going to die. So I I know I I heard a a story, someone, they just got their clean bill of health of cancer. They got the vaccine. And then two weeks later, their cancer is out of control and the doctors can't control it. And they've basically been told they're going to die. That's how bad it is. All right. So, so, so
0: obviously um, none of us wanted to be where we're at today. Um, but we're, but we're there. What is, what are you going to do now that that we're at this point? I mean, are you going to shift and pivot the strategy that you have in mind for taking this on? Because you've made a commitment. You've stepped out in front.
1: Uh, Yeah. I mean, look, we're going to be doing as much as we can to get the word out um, and to get as many people to speak out um, who are prominent and who people respect uh, call doctors, Sports celebrities, you know, people that that people respect, saying, "Hey, look, here was my choice. Here's why I made the choice, but you know, it's your body, and you should get the facts." And so, it, basically, I I, I want to do a campaign where people should basically be told, "Get the facts before you vax. because you can never be unvaccinated. I mean, I would love to reverse um, what they did to me. I, I I got double vaccinated because I trusted. The uh, uh, the FDA and the CDC at the time. This was in in late March. I thought they were telling me the truth. And, and so, when did
0: when did you wake up, Steve? what What was your what was your epiphany when you woke up? Because
1: I of, I, I, got a, a I got a DM. I got a GM from someone. Now, of course, that evidence is now wiped out. Twitter wiped it out. <laughs> I got a GM uh, from from uh, one of my contacts saying. Uh, I, is the vaccine safe? And uh, I'm saying that of course it's safe. They're, the the FDA is uh, nobody's died from this. There's super safe, it's safest vaccine ever, is what they've said. Nobody's died, no zero deaths.
2: Safe and effective. So are
0: you in shock? That, are you in shock because uh because you believe too? You you believe that the CDC, the FDA was-, uh,
1: was clearly, clearly. I was telling this person, I was telling this person, you're wrong. No, it's safe, it's safe. You you have nothing to fear. Mm-hmm. In May, I was telling this person, it, it is safe. You have nothing to fear. There's a record of that in Twitter. Of course, Twitter has now removed that okay, record. So, so you're, but, so you're going I was through. Telling her, and she said, yeah, but three of my relatives died a week after being vaccinated. And I said, no, that's impossible. And she said, yeah, but they're dead. So you're going through what, what
0: many of the, uh, the vaccine injured who are in the medical community have been sharing with us in the interviews we've been doing now for months.
1: Yeah, but a lot and, of the vaccine and, injured, by the way, will, will, will say, oh, no, that was just coincidental. My doctor said it wasn't due to the vaccine.
0: Well, oh, no, back up. I want I'm going to talk about something else. What you experienced was you believed you believed in the system. You believed in the healthcare. You believed in the CDC.
1: 100%. And, what,
0: and what, we have found, what we have found across the patterns of the people who are the early rollouts, the people who volunteered, not in the clinical, in the non-clinical, they got their shots starting December 2020, January, February, March. They were uh, hygienists, uh, dental hygienists. They were physicians. They were nurses, et cetera. And there is a pattern uh, where they have continued to suffer from, from the injuries, and it's multiple injuries. And they have been traumatized because they see from the inside of their experience of decades within the healthcare industry, that in fact, there is a level of corruption that they never knew. And that sounds like what you are believing as where you're coming from as well. You really believed these guys were good guys. Totally hook, line
1: and sinker. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's just that I'm compelled by the data. When I see, (laughs) when I hear stories of people dying and then the, a week later, my carpet cleaner shows up and he said, and I asked him, Hey, why are you wearing a mask? Haven't you been vaccinated? He said, yeah, I I was vaccinated, but I'm not doubly vaxxed. And I said, how come? He said, well, two minutes after being vaccinated, um, I had a heart attack. And he's never recovered uh from that, um, in in, in terms of the, the pain that, that he's in. And so I could see it in front in 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 front of my own eyes. Mm-hmm. There's no denying what you're what's in front of your 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 own eyes. Mm-hmm. And so I saw a vaccine injured and his wife also was vaccine injured. Well, if this vaccine is so safe, then the chance of both him and his wife being injured, yeah, that's a that can't happen if it's safe and effective. And there are no adverse events. Um, so clearly somebody was lying to me and I'm looking I'm looking at his wife. And I'm looking at him, and it's really clear who's lying to me, and it's not it's 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 not um, uh, uh, Tim and his wife.
0: Steve, thank you for joining us today. You know you're welcome to come back anytime uh,
1: as you move this along, and when you when you you know
0: get the facts get the, or get the what is it get get the vax get the get, facts get
1: the facts before you vax. I mean, look, okay. listen to the other side. You know, my plea to America is not that you should follow my advice not to get vaccinated. I don't believe anybody should get vaccinated. I don't care whether you're a kid. I don't care whether you're 80 years old. I don't care whether you're anywhere in between. Nobody should get this vaccine. The early treatments are much, much more effective than the vaccine, and they do not cause you to die or be disabled. And, you know, that's the the, the key message here. But look, it's your choice, and you should have it. This is America. You should have a choice and you should much more important is that you should be allowed to listen to people who are who have di- differing views than the status quo you should be allowed to be able to hear them but in america that's not permitted anymore they've censored all of the channels that you would be likely to be able to hear the other side mercola for example I mean, he has to. He he agreed to take his stuff down after forty-eight hours, and I mean, they were hounding him. He's on the, a list from the White House censorship list from the White House.
0: He should wear it as a badge of honor.
1: Yeah, well, wear it as a well, badge of honor. I I um and I've been interviewed by Mercola, and I keep calling the agencies, and I'm saying, look, I'm I don't want to be spreading misinformation. I don't want to be labeled a misinformation spreader. If I'm saying something that's wrong, c- talk to me. I'm a reasonable person. If you show me the data, I'll change my mind. And and people who know me say, yeah, you know, I've done this. Like, I've, I've you know, put out stuff, and I'm, uh, people have corrected me, and I correct what I wrote. and And I made some statistical errors, and my statistician says, "No, you're you're you made an error here. This that's, that's not quite right," and, and I said, "Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, let me let me fix that, right?" But you know, the group of us, basically saying, "Hey, look, if we're wrong, please just tell us. Have a meeting with us. Let's record it so that other people like us who are confused can be corrected. Let's let's create a resource where we can show how." we changed our thinking, but they're not we're, not we're not bad people. We're, we're, we're good people. We're, you know, if we've got it wrong, please tell us, but nobody, nobody, nobody will appear on a recorded video to tell us that we're wrong.
0: Yeah. But Steve, listen, you need to take that as a compliment because here's, here's what we know. We know for a fact that the, the Vax injured demanded a meeting with Peter Marks at the FDA. We know that, th- that, in fact, he had uh, people, his underlings show up. We know that Peter Marks did not meet with the vax injured. We know that the NIH took blood from the vax injured. And in some cases, they tried to help them. We know that they know about the neurological injuries and have since December 2020, and they haven't made that public. So why would anybody... Why would anybody at any of these agencies sit down with anybody who's as smart as you are, as successful as you are, with a team of doctors who are in the field, why would they sit down with anybody who doesn't believe that they're telling the truth? Because they cannot be challenged. Liars cannot be challenged. And at some point, this is gonna gonna go over to to the criminal side, because withholding information from the public, enticing them, coercing them, defrauding them, to get vaccines, making it mandatory, we now have the, the Pope as a doctor, Fauci as a, as a god with a little g, and Joe Biden is pimping for pharma, and pharma's paying everybody to keep everybody silent, or they're threatening them because people are not acting, people are not speaking out. But at some point, this is going to move over to the criminal side. I have no doubt about it now because this has just gone on too long when they won't sit down and they won't talk to people and they won't reasonably allow them to present another side to this. Something's terribly, terribly wrong. And that's, that's where they're making the mistake because this has gone on for too long. Well,
1: people, they, they, yeah, they obviously think they can get away with it for for decades and oh, they have you
0: know. on some instances they have on some drugs. People should oh, well, well
1: look, look at, at, at childhood vaccines. For example, Bobby Kennedy's been trying to debate them for 20 years just to get a, right. just get a debate. Well, he
0: actually met with he actually met with Fauci at some point. Really? Yeah. He they actually they they actually had it out. And he asked them for some information that they were gonna get back to them and provide them for, and they never did. I mean, this this is this is nothing new. The, I mean what the the problem is that people have always believed like you and like some people in the industry, have always believed that the healthcare industry in the United States was, was above reproach. The truth of the matter is that the pharmaceutical companies have paid up billions of dollars, not just on the vaccine injuries, but they paid out billions of dollars for some of the drugs. They have been known to... to uh, to hide some information on the yeah. on the childhood vaccines we know about that yeah, they I mean, have yeah. they've concocted the, the the uh certain shots with with uh drugs we know this yeah i mean, I mean most of the yeah. public doesn't understand it
1: there are very dangerous vaccines um you know i was just in the gym yesterday uh here and i met um i was saying hey you know these masks don't work i, I wasn't wearing a mask and she says yeah i know she had her mask pulled down and she said i, I said wow you're you actually know that that you're you're not brainwashed and and she says yeah i was vaccine injured um and and it took me 10 years uh to recover as a child i got Gardasil it took me 10 it took her 10 years to recover from her Gardasil experience and so her parents are very clued in to what's going on it's very clear to them that this is just a repeat of what happened to their daughter
2: we, we had some polling data out this morning uh, with a guy that we work with that showed that the public is losing faith in the vaccine. So I, I do, I know that all the large propaganda networks are in one corner, but there are enough out there that are not, uh, you know, like Getter and others that are bringing the truth. So people are getting the message. Yeah. So I, I think that's the the silver lining is it? The, yeah. the, the math. Yeah, is so, awesome.
1: Well, I can tell you my, 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 my sub stack, um, Mm-hmm. Uh, SteveKirsch.substack.com. I started it uh, uh, basically first in November, so late October, um, and so it's it's growing by leaps and bounds. I'm um, mm-hmm. uh, you know it's it's it's, it's got tw- I think it's twenty seven thousand followers uh, right now uh, in just uh, three weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, which is which is good, but I I'd love to get a hundred thousand or more. Uh, so I can get the word out to people. And um, and I'm also on Gab, uh, gab.com at um, STKirsch. And so people can follow me there. And these are platforms.
2: Both of these are platforms that don't censor uh, the truth. Well, we've been working to get your stuff out and we'll continue to do that. So great. Thanks. Thanks, Steve. Take care.